One of my favorite phrases over the last two years has become something that we say at Life Church from time to time to remind us that it is good for us to gather online as well as in person. We like to say that there is no distance in the Spirit. So, Life Church, it is good to worship and get into God's Word with you today. Even if we can't be in the same space, there is no distance in the Spirit. We are together in God's presence. So it's been good to worship with you. Let's now turn to spending some time in the Word. In fact, that's exactly what I want to talk to you about today. As we begin the year 2022, we are going to spend the first chunk of our year focusing on actually one of our core values, which at Life Church we say that we are people of the Word. Now, we traditionally will share with you a Bible reading plan throughout the entire year. And this year is going to be similar to that. We are going to do the same thing, sharing a daily Bible reading plan with you. If you aren't subscribed to our email, you can do that this week. In fact, in the chat, there will be a link for you that'll give you some instructions for how you can get our regular email updates. And then in that email, you also will uh, be able to know what our regular reading is. <clears throat> but I want to today, rather than preaching to you a uh, three-part sermon, more of a traditional uh, message like we would do on a Sunday morning, today as we kick off our year, what I actually want to do with you is offer for you a way that you can engage with that reading plan, and ultimately not just with a reading plan, but a way that you can engage with God's Word. Now, this way of engaging God's Word might be, might be new for many of you, but it actually is not new. We're going to come back to that in just a moment, but first I, I want to come back to, or address rather, uh, that core value statement that I mentioned a few moments ago. So we say at Life Church that we are people of the word. That is one of our core values. Now, the question would be, why do we call ourselves people of the word? And simply, I, I would say, and we've talked about this in a great in extent, in, in, in depth here at Life Church, and I won't take a lot of time on this today, but I would say simply because the Bible is God's word. So this book is not just a, 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 a hollow book. It's not just a meaningless uh, bunch of words on some pages. We believe that this is the living, breathing Word of God. In fact, John chapter 1 tells us that Jesus himself is the Word of God. And so this is the very representation of God's heart and his love and his plan for our lives. And we also say that we are people of the Word because we know that reading God's Word and knowing God's Word is good for us. It is healthy for us. Just a couple of thoughts here from Scripture. Proverbs chapter 30 verse 5 says, Every word of God proves true. He is a shield to those who take refuge in him. And then in the New Testament, 1 Peter chapter 2, starting in verse 2, it says, Desire God's pure word as newborn babies desire milk. Then you will grow in your salvation. So we can see that the word of God is God's word, and it is good for us. So at Life Church, we say that we are people of the word. Now, Pastor James Merritt, he once said, the primary purpose of reading the Bible is not to know the Bible, but to know God. And so today, we continue a practice of 
knowing God through reading his word. As we, as we spend time in God's word, we are spending time with God himself. So obviously, just saying this is a core value is good, but it's important for us to have practices and rhythms for how we actually get into God's word, how we get to know God through his word, and, and as a result then, how we gain all of the benefits of knowing God. So today, rather than offering you, like I said, a traditional sermon, I, I want to offer you a practice, a practice that will help you engage in this core value that we are people of the word, and more importantly than our core value, a practice that will help you engage God through his word. As I said a moment ago, some of you have heard of this before. This won't be new for all of you, but it might be new for many of you. And uh, the practice that I'm referring to is called Lectio Divina. Now, uh, this is something you can practice in your daily personal life. This is something you can practice with your family. This is something that you could start a small group with, uh, of a group of friends who would do Lectio Divina together. Now, uh, I'm going to ask Hannah in just a few moments to help me with an element of this Lectio Divina practice, and we're actually going to walk through it together. But let me just take a few moments and set up what Lectio Divina is and how you can engage in it, and then we're going to try it today. Even though we are online, we're going to try to do something of a practice together today. Now, Lectio Divina is a Latin phrase, which means divine reading. Lectio Divina was a, a staple of the early church. When people were, when many people were illiterate, Lectio Divina was the only way that many people could actually engage in scripture. And then there were many people who actually could read but didn't possess Bibles before the advent of the printing press. And so Lectio Divina was a church practice where scripture was read aloud and then people would listen and have a rhythm of engaging in the word of God. And that was how a lot of people actually uh, did what we call devotions or their daily or even weekly scriptural engagement. The, the truth is that at the pace that we live in now and the, the amount of technology that we have at our fingertips and all of the different distractions, it's very easy for us to take the word of God for granted. And we have all kinds of other things input into our lives. Lectio Divina is a practice that is ancient in the church, but is fresh for us today because we still find that Lectio Divina is the kind of thing that helps to push back against the modern uh, misplacing of scripture or misusing or even just putting scripture on the shelf. You, you see, in, with a practice like daily Bible reading and Lectio Divina being one of those practices that you might be able to enjoy, uh, instead of only using the Bible to fix your problems, you might find that something like Lectio Divina invites you to use God's word as, a, as an entryway into God's presence rather than using it as a, as a manual to fix everything. Which, by the way, it does have answers in your life, but that's not the only reason we enjoy and engage in Scripture. Uh, instead of the fast-paced consumerism of a digital age, Lectio Divina empowers us to slow down and, and sit with God's Word rather than simply checking off Bible reading on your daily to-do list. <clears throat> so I, I actually personally love Lectio Divina because it allows... God's word to, to read my soul and to tell me where I'm at rather than me getting using the, the word of God as a resource 
for all of the things that I have to do as a pastor or a dad or as a teacher or a leader in the world. Uh, the Bible now becomes a mirror or it becomes the actual voice of God that reads me. Uh, so it helps me in my rhythm and my practice. So I highly recommend this practice, which is why we're taking an entire Sunday uh, to talk about this and to learn this rhythm together. So I'm going to walk you through this rhythm or this uh, practice of Lectio Divina today. And then, like I said, we're going to actually do it. But let me just tell you that Lectio Divina is made up of five elements or five movements or five steps. They are uh, preparing to meet with God, reading scripture, reflecting on scripture, responding to scripture, and then resting in God's presence. So prepare, read, reflect, respond, rest. All right, so a P word and a bunch of R words there. Now, uh, quickly, I'll just def describe each of these uh, steps of Lectio Divina for you. As we prepare to meet with God, this would be the sort of moment where you turn your phone off or leave it in the other room so that you put all the distractions away and give your full focus to God's word. This would be where you, as you prepare to meet with God, find a, a quiet place where you're going to be uninterrupted for a while. Calm your body down. Uh, this, if you've heard of us talk about the practice of breath prayer here at Life Church, you might just take five or ten really good, slow, deep breaths and and pray as you are breathing, just to focus your mind on God and welcome God and His Word and His Holy Spirit and welcome Jesus into the atmosphere where you are, setting your heart on being ready to read the text and to receive from the text something that God would say to you. And then finally, you would invite the Holy Spirit to guide you and guide your thinking and, and also your emotions as you read God's word. So you take a, a moment, maybe even a few minutes, to prepare yourself to engage God's word. The second movement of Electio Divina is then that you read the word. So there would be a selected Bible reading. Uh, today, you'll hear one in just a few moments. And then you would read out loud and slowly or at a, at a normal pace, the Bible reading. Oftentimes with Electio Divina, there will be one or two or maybe even three times that you read a passage out loud so that you can capture what it is that God would say to you from his word. The point here is not that you check the reading off, but that you take the time to read scripture and allow scripture to read you in return. So as you move through the text, you would pay close attention to the places where it feels like God is taking a highlighter and, and marking a word or a phrase for you. What jumps out at you? What feels like it's speaking directly to you as you read scripture. And when your focus is drawn to a particular word or a thought during Lectio Divina, because the goal is not to check off a bunch of reading, but to spend time with God's word, when you feel like a phrase or a word is jumping out at you, pause on that phrase or word. That's what you want to give your focus and attention to uh, for at least a moment, if not for the rest of your time in God's word for the day. The third step is to then reflect. So once you're finished reading, once you've discovered what it is that God has highlighted for you in the passage or the text, then return and begin reading it again if you need to. But certainly what you would do is you would, uh, you would allow yourself to connect with that word or that phrase or maybe even the entire passage if necessary. Uh, and, and really allow the Holy Spirit to draw your attention and to, to draw you into the passage 
if there's characters or a setting, what are the things that, uh, what would it be like for you to be in the text? What are the things that stand out to you? What are the emotions that come up for you? Reflect and ask God to show you, what do I need to know? What do I need to do? What do I need to be in light of what I am reading? Now, the fourth step or movement of Lectio Divina is for me where it really comes alive because the fourth step is to respond to God's word. Now by this time you have spent several minutes in scripture and you have heard God say something to you or you have noticed something about God's word and you have spent some time reflecting on that thinking about what is it that God would say to me today. Now, respond is your opportunity to talk back to God. Talk to him about your experience. If there is some kind of confusion, say what you're confused about. If you have uh, some feeling, if you're moved in some way, express your emotions to God. If you are upset or frustrated or, or overjoyed about something, express all of that to God. If you're compelled to worship, the response right now in this moment would be to stop and give God some worship as you respond to his word. Now, what's great about Lectio Divina is that you can do it alone or in groups. And so if you're doing this alone, then this would be the moment where I would encourage you to write down what you are responding to God. Maybe write down a prayer, write down some sort of action step or application that you feel like, or challenge or invitation that you feel like God is giving you in this moment and through this word or phrase and through his word. So write that down. You can save those for later. If you're doing this in a group, this would be a great opportunity for you certainly to write down still what you are hearing, but then to share in a group what you each are hearing. This is best done in groups of three to six people, really no more than that, uh, because what you want to do is give each person in your group an opportunity to share what they are hearing. Now, the rule here is that Lectio Divina sharing is not teaching and it's not a request for help. And so what we really want to do is give space for the person just to talk. So listen to what they have to say. Uh, really resist the urge, and this is the hardest part for me in groups, resist the urge to correct anything or to try to fix something or even offer to help in that moment. Just listen to what your friend is saying. And then when they're done, you can just say, thank you for sharing. And then the next person gets to share. And you do that until all of you get to share. And then certainly you can pray with one another, pray for one another. And this is an opportunity for you as you write down or share and share in groups uh, for you to respond to God's word. Finally, the fifth step or movement of a Lectio Divina is the word rest. I want to invite you as you think about rest to think about stopping the work. If there's been anything in the practice of Lectio Divina uh, up until this point that has felt like work, that's okay. But now is a moment where you would put the work down and you would just sit in God's presence. As you, as you have reflected and as you have responded on the word and responded to the word, that God has spoken to you today and you've thought about maybe some action steps, take a moment to pause, to just be in God's presence. This would be a place where I would again tell you, take five to 10 
slow and deep breaths. Just be in God's presence. Allow your heart to hear from God and allow your heart to just be in God's presence for a few moments before you move on with the pace of your day. Now, if you need to, this can be a place where you can also express the wonder or gratitude or thanksgiving that you have to God for his goodness and his, and his good word that he spoke to you today. If you need to do that out loud or if you would rather do that silently, you absolutely can take that space. But this rest moment is designed for you to take a beat and just be present with God and with the word that God has spoken to you. And for you to sit and let that soak into your heart. Because the idea from here is that you are going to go into the rhythm of your day and into the rhythm of your week and carry this word with you, continuing to come back to reflections and responses and maybe even moments of rest around this word until you come back to another moment, maybe tomorrow, of another time of Lectio Divina. So those are really kind of briefly the five movements of a Lectio Divina. And what I want to do with you today before we wrap up is I want us to practice Lectio Divina together. So even though I know that we are uh, spaced out and gathering online, I want us to practice this ritual, this tradition, this rhythm, this practice together today called Lectio Divina. So we're going to walk through the five steps together today. Now, if at any point you feel like you need more time than we are going to give you, more space than we need to, than we're going to give you, uh, then I just want to encourage you to feel free to just pause and uh, to, to catch up with us later. Take the time that you need for this rhythm, but don't stop it finish all the way through all five steps with us and then we'll pray together at the end and that'll be the end of our time together today. So uh, I, I want to invite you as we begin Electio Divina to engage with me step number one which is to prepare to spend time in God's word. Can you take a moment right where you are right where before we move on to step number two can you take a moment to prepare your heart to hear from God. Uh, before listening to his word, I want you to sit with him just in the silence of the space that you're in for just a moment. Now, I'm going to tell you, some of you are going to feel uncomfortable with how long of a space we're going to give you right now, but we're going to give you one solid full minute to just sit in God's presence. And as you sit in his presence, breathe Focus on your breathing and focus on inviting God to speak to you from his word as you prepare your heart now to get into his word.
Now that we have prepared our hearts to get into God's word together, we move on to step number two, which is to read God's word. And so we have selected for you a passage from today's Bible reading plan that we provide for you every single week. And so Hannah is actually going to read our scripture selection for us. She's going to read to you from the second chapter of Luke, just about 10 verses. And here's what I want you to do as you listen to Hannah read, listen quietly for what are the words or phrases that stand out to you. Today for this practice, we're only going to read this text one time. If you need to pause it and read through again before you move on to the next step with us, that is okay. We're only going to read it together just the one time though. So listen as you or as you listen to Hannah read again. Listen to her reading the passage for what words or phrases you feel like the Holy Spirit is highlighting for you today. Luke 2, 41 through 50. Every year, his parents traveled to Jerusalem for the Passover festival. When he was 12 years old, they went up according to the custom of the festival. After those days were over, as they were returning, the boy stayed behind in Jerusalem, but his parents did not know it. Assuming he was in the traveling party, they went a day's journey. Then they began looking for him among their relatives and friends. When they did not find him, they returned to Jerusalem to search for him. After three days, they found him in the temple sitting among the teachers, listening to them and asking them questions. And all those who heard him were astounded at his understanding and his answers. When his parents saw him, they were astonished. And his mother said to him, Son, why have you treated us like this? Your father and I have been anxiously searching for you. Why were you searching for me? He asked them. Didn't you know that it was necessary for me to be in my father's house? But they did not understand what he said to them. Step number three is reflect. I want to invite you now to take another few moments of silence, just a, a brief period of time. And as you are reflecting on the scripture, I want to invite you to ask questions like, what are the areas of my life that this scripture is speaking to today? Maybe you could ask yourself a question like, what do I need to know? Or who do I need to be in order to honor God in light of what I've heard? You could also ask yourself the general question, what does this scripture say? Or what does it mean to me today? Take a few moments now, and as you are reflecting on the scripture, listen for anything that the Holy Spirit might say to you through his word.
Step number four is respond. We're going to now respond to God's word. I want to encourage you to write this down. Maybe you need to grab a journal or a piece of paper, or you can do this on your computer or your phone, but write down any thoughts or feelings or questions that have come up as you have listened to and reflected on God's word. Uh, write your response to God. Write your prayer to God. If you're watching this in a group right now, you could actually take a few moments and share your responses with each other. But remember again, though, that this is not a time for teaching or fixing one another. Just listen briefly to what each person has to say. And then when they're done, say thank you for sharing and then allow the next person to share. So take a few moments now to respond to God's word. Step five is rest. This is where we are now going to pause again and rest. There's no work to be done here. You have responded, you've reflected, you've listened, you have heard what God would say to you and you've said something back to him. So the work is over. Now just sit, breathe, be in God's presence. Enjoy the reality that you are known by God, that you know him, that he loves you and that he would speak to you from his word because he values your life so much. So just take a dozen or so good, slow, deep breaths over the next few moments and be in God's presence. This is good for you as you are growing your muscles of being able to be still in God's presence. Lectio Divina is a simple practice. It is an ancient practice, but it's also a practice that is incredibly powerful and relevant still for 
us today. The reason for that isn't because of the practice. The reason that Lectio Divina is powerful is because of the word, because this book is still alive and actively speaking to his people, to God's church today. And so what's really interesting is you think about Lectio Divina and the practice, the rhythm that we just walked through together, is that you didn't hear a traditional sermon today but what may have just happened is that we might have actually just written the sermon you needed to hear together during this church service. That's one of the powerful things about this moment is you can walk in with just a word or the Bible and you can walk out with a powerful word from God directly for your life. So I hope, I hope that this moment, this rhythm and this practice has been a blessing for you today. And I hope that this practice will continue to be a blessing for you in the future. So here is my challenge for you. I want to give you this challenge, and then I want to pray for you as we wrap up our time together this weekend. My challenge is that you would engage in this Lectio Divina practice every single day for the next week. Next Sunday, we're going to get together for Vision Sunday. It would be great if we come in full of God's Word so that we can hear how we as a church are going to be full of vision together for the rest of 2022. So as you engage Lectio Divina and dig into God's word together with me and with your church family this week, let's conclude this time uh, as we in, in prayer as we move into a week of spending time in reading and reading God's word and allowing God's word to read us. Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. We thank you, God, that that we have your word as a gift and we believe that it is the source of truth and wisdom in our lives. And so we submit our lives to your word. We submit our lives to the teachings in your word. And Holy Spirit, we submit our lives as you lead us and teach us and inspire us from the word. As we, as we do that together as a church, God, I ask that you would bless us. Bless us with a closer walk with you in 2022. God, would you bless us with greater wisdom, bless us with a stronger faith and a deeper peace than we have ever known. And would you bless us in knowing that to be known by you and to find you in scripture is one of the greatest blessings that we could ever receive. Bless us by your word, God, and use us to be a blessing in the world this year. In Jesus' name, amen.